Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and make sure promo code SMITTY's entered. Let's go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline football show and you're listening to a live spotify green room audio podcast where an exclusive group that i have can join in and if you want to be a part of that group just dm me on instagram at the fantasy football show and say smitty i want in, i want in the live show group the spotify group and i will let you know what you need to do so today's pod is going to be all about this is the fantasy football show with your host, Smitty. Take a lap. Najee Harris, the, the rookie running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe you've heard about him. And this guy is becoming more and more likely to be in my top seven, eight, nine, ten overall than, than let's say about a month ago. I think Najee Harris has a, a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, opportunity. What's up, Mike? to be a top five running back and drafting him at eight, nine, 10, 11 overall isn't, isn't all that risky because he's got that ceiling upside of being top five. So I think when you're grabbing him at the tail end of round two, you may be reaching, what's up, Kevin? You may be reaching at 1.8, 1.9, 1.10 for Najee Harris, but are you? Like, what, what are you doing for the rest of your team build? Because while you reach maybe on one player, sometimes it opens the door for safety and opportunity for the rest of your picks and the rest of your draft. If you get knocked off course and you go wide receiver and then you don't get the running back you want, you're chasing all the positions the entire draft. How many times Mike and Kevin, uh, the two guys in the live room right now, appreciate you guys being here. How many times have you drafted where you're chasing all the positions because you got out of line, uh, uh, the alignment's all out of, out of whack from the beginning because you didn't land the player you wanted at the beginning? If you reach one time for the sake of your entire draft and then you, you take safety the rest of the way, guys that can really earn their keep, it doesn't always end up looking like anything's wrong. It doesn't look like, oh, I reached, you know, my team looks thin. Oh my God. No, one reach is okay. And sometimes reaching for a Gibson, reaching for a Najee Harris, it isn't bad at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 when you can get back on course and take a safe Calvin Ridley, take a safe Justin Jefferson, take a safe Diggs in the second round. All guys that can literally be as good as any of the top you know, three wide receivers going in, in the first round. I'll take Ridley and Harris, Ridley and Gibson all day, and walking out of round two feel just as good probably as the I don't know, the Zeke Elliott and wide receiver in the second round owner. Like that's like Gibson and Harris and Ridley can hang with anybody, but maybe the McCaffrey owner, you know what I'm saying? Mike says, I'm right with you on getting ahead of the, the draft curve. Yep. I agree, Mike. Appreciate you being here again. Kevin says in the chat, I went 
wide receiver second and third and felt pressured to get more backs in the following rounds. And that's fine because it just so happens round four and five open up pretty nicely for running back. Mike Davis, you got Javante Williams, Miles Gaskin. you got a grip of running backs uh, that, that feel very, very solid. Even Sermon in the seven, you know, eight round range. Carter later on. It feels really, really good and, and deep at the running back position in round four. It's like in round two, they drop off. In round three, they, they're still dropped off. And you're like, oh my God, there's no running backs left. And all of a sudden you get to round four and you're like, hey, where did these guys come from? They look pretty good, but they just don't look good in the second or third round light. But when you're in the fourth and fifth round, they surface, they rise to the surface and they look pretty solid. Mike Davis looks really good in round five. Gaskin looks absolutely outstanding at the top of round five and pretty decent in round four. I think you're, you're doing pretty well for yourself if you've got a Miles Gaskin at the end of round four as you're running back too. Nothing wrong with that. You platoon it and couple it with a Javante Williams in round five or Trey Sermon later, a Mike Davis in round five or round six preferably. You have yourself a pretty darn good running back two platoon, which is my favorite way to roll in 2021 at the running back two spot. Mike Davis feels like a running back one in many weeks, says Kevin. I agree. I like Mike Davis a lot. Now you can cuff him to Goldman and feel pretty good about the backup situation. I don't think Goldman's going to steal any work from Mike Davis, at least nothing that another backup wouldn't have taken anyway. And so very, very solid cuff situation, a way to secure pretty decent numbers. And Goldman and Mike Davis are very similar in, in the way they play. They're not built exactly the same, obviously, but but Gallman filled them for Barkley and and was pretty solid. Like he was used a lot of the passing game. He's very versatile. Same thing with Mike Davis. So it's very fitting that these two guys are on the same roster and they kind of complement each other. If if one goes down, the other is going to get volume. So, or shall I say, if Mike Davis goes down, Gallman should get volume. So it's a pretty safe cuff. Um, if you own Mike Davis in an existing league, go out and grab Gallman and cuff him because it's a not, not a bad spot. Mike says, I've seen Najee go as high as fifth overall. People will be surprised at his final ADP when the draft season is over. You know, Mike, Mike I, I get a lot of hate on the channel for just trying to be ahead of the curve sometimes. And I'm not trying to like brag or pat myself on the back on, the, on that. I'm not meaning it in that way. Just that that you can't you gotta have thin you can't have thin skin you gotta have thick skin you gotta be laser focused you can't worry about and I'm not saying you were I'm just saying in general you can't worry about what people think about reaching a little bit when you feel it's still got tons of room for upside there's it's one thing to reach higher than you need to and not take advantage of something right it's one thing to to force something at a ridiculous level of reach. Like taking Darren Waller at 2.2, we had we had a question like we had a question like that in the YouTube live. I believe it was last night. Someone said, "Hey, I'm gonna miss Waller. I want him bad. I can't trade down. I'm drafting at 2.2. Should I just take Waller?" Like that's that's not a good move. That that kind of move is gonna leave you nine times out of ten with a team walking out of your draft with a team that you just absolutely feel like, God, where's my second round pick? Or looks like someone plucked and raptured my number one pick for my for my roster I look super thin like or you you leave yourself no room for error and you know it's just not a good look but reaching for Najee Harris 
instead of taking him at 14 or 15, you're taking him as your first round pick. And with great logic and reason that suggests that the player you then swap with, because you're taking your second rounder, Najee, in the first round, and now you're taking your first rounder in the second round, because it makes sense, because Ridley is there, because DK can be top five. Ridley can be top one to five. Justin Jefferson can be top one to five. You know, there, there is a plethora. There's literally seven wide receivers, even Hopkins. Hopkins could be the number one wide receiver in 2021. And it makes for all the reason in the world to go Najee instead of Hill at that, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 pick. I like Diggs. You might be able to get Diggs and Najee. You walk out with Diggs and Najee, it's as good as going there. If you walk out with Najee and Diggs, it's as good as going Hill and trying to hope you get Najee. And if you got him, if he did fall, who cares? You're still the same team. You just don't have the risk of losing Najee Harris. Najee going to have going that high is basically Clyde Edwards alert trap from last year, says Kevin. I don't think so, Kevin. Uh, you know, people say that to me all the time, and I respect your your take on that. And you certainly have an argument, you know, there. I just don't agree with it, which is fine. That's why we play this game, my friend. But I don't like taking last year and applying it to this year, especially with the, a pandemic offseason where rookies didn't learn pass protection, didn't learn their playbooks, weren't prepared whatsoever to become full-time running backs. And we saw it in every single rookie from last year. Not only did most of them not learn pass protection, bro, but so many of them didn't even get in there like Akers and JT. And granted, there was injuries and stuff there too, but... They were behind the entire season. So to, to literally say, we got burned on Clyde. We can't let it happen again. That's, that, I'm, gl- I'm glad, Kevin, no, no offense on this. I'm glad people are thinking this way. I'm absolutely 100% glad because it means there's going to be value. So I feel like, I feel like it's, it's great. It's great that, that that's influencing people into staying away from from Najee because I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him in a lot of leagues and I don't mind reaching. But to your point, Kevin, if people are thinking that and you know your league is feeling that way and it's hard to know what 11 other owners are thinking, but if you have a good grasp of, of your people and, you know, why not wait if you can? Sure. But if you feel like there's a risk that Najee's not going to last here 15, 16, whatever pick you have in that second round, the top of the second. He's not lasting past the first three or four picks in the second round if he lasts at all. But if you feel like there's a good chance he could get snagged, why why not grab the running back you want because all seven of the wide receivers are fired? Now, granted, I don't just like someone to give me the leftovers. I don't like when someone says, well, I'll just give you one of the remaining seven. I don't like that. I like to choose my destiny. I like to pick my players. So I'm not just happy with getting the la- the last guy of the seven. I'm not saying that. But at third, you know, if you're picking at eight, you're probably going to get your your choice because of how high running backs are being pulled up because of the J.K. Dobbins injury and the ETN injury. Even though those guys were getting drafted below this range, it still is affecting the thinking of people uh, more. 
scarce running back stable now in the NFL and in, in fantasy is making people pull those running backs up multiple draft slots. So Clyde's going three or four spots higher than normal just based off the J.K. Dobbins injury. Gibson's going to go two, three, four spots higher just based off the, the J.K. Dobbins injury. And Najee Harris and Gibson probably getting pulled up to that 12, I'd say the 12-13 turn on the regular. Eckler's now getting cemented into the, the bottom of round one. Aaron Jones getting cemented into the bottom of round one. So if anything, Diggs, um, Ridley almost feel, one of those guys feels like a lock to be left in the second round at the top where you would have been picking Najee, Najee Harris. So if I'm telling you, I might take, I might take Diggs over Hill anyway. I might take Adams Diggs in that order. If I'm telling you that's how I feel about Diggs and he's there in round two, let's not mess around with Najee. Let's not leave him out there. Najee and Diggs, that's when a league one and two overall drafted player or number one drafted and number two drafted player value right there for any 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 owner in that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 range. Absolutely love it. Mike uh, Mike says Clyde is a small man next to Najee. Yeah, you know what? But he's a stocky little refrigerator built man. They can run in between the tackles better than people are giving him credit. And I can't wait for Clyde to prove that he is the player we thought he was because he's going to get volume in both the running and passing game. Clyde can no longer be zoned out or phased out or game scripted out of the attack. And if the, the Chiefs, who I don't think will go pass heavy as much like people think that they've reverted to that have broken offensive line but if they do revert to a pass heavy game script Clyde's in it now Clyde isn't phased out now I absolutely love Clyde in 2021 Najee is the definition of workhorse says Mike absolutely Kevin says what is a likelihood you think Monty carrying over from last year's season's production I think there's a good chance he's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, my only concern is the offensive line is completely banged up, but not out for the season type banged up. Just like we we got to figure out if they're going to get back on the field together as a whole unit. Um, I really think uh, I really think Monty could have a, a good year, and his 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 risk is baked in. The guy was number four overall for all running backs last year, and he's going in freaking round three slash four. So whatever we're worried about with Monty, it's baked in. The risk is baked in, as we always say on the show. What's up, Tariq? Mike says, uh, I have Najee and Diggs in a keeper league, traded Jonathan Taylor to get the first overall pick and selected Najee. I like that. I like Najee over Taylor. It's arguable, but I do like him. Tariq says, I just spent $82 in Najee for your draft, which is a ton. As much as I love Najee Harris, Tariq, that is a pretty penny. That's that's Christian McCaffrey value, you know, maybe more than Christian McCaffrey value. No player should be going in the eighties. Um, unless it's McCaffrey and, and you live and you learn Drake. You, you know, you get, I've gotten pulled into some crazy bidding myself. No one's immune to that. You just got to do multiple leagues. You have to do multiple leagues or you could you could really have a tough season. And I, I commend Tariq's honesty coming coming in here and telling us that. Like, he doesn't have to come in here and say, hey, I spent 82 out of 200 on, on Najee Harris, but he's being honest, and that's awesome. It creates good content. Great, it creates good awareness. It might help somebody else from, from getting caught into that. 
Um, the crazy part, um, if you don't mind me sharing, Tariq, uh, the values of Lamb and Justin Jefferson, they they were in the 30s, if, if I remember correctly, right, Tariq? So Lamb and Justin Jefferson both went for like 31 and 36. <laughs> so you have 60, $67 combined for Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb, but 82 for Najee. And that's the beauty and... Uh, curse or uh, beauty and negative, I guess you could say, um, with having, uh, you know, the the auction in hindsight, looking back at it, is you can totally like piece together the best team ever. It's easy to reverse engineer, but it's not fair to yourself to be like, hey, let's look at this from from hindsight and, and say, hey, what we reverse engineer, what kind of team could we build? You couldn't know, you couldn't have known, you know, when you were spending the money. Um, that you could get Jefferson for $30. He should have been like 45, you know, 50, something like that, 40, 40 something. But still, Lamb, I could have pretty much guaranteed you that Lamb and Jefferson together would have been under or at 80 bucks. They were definitely under though, but I would have said that about 80 bucks or under. So about $40 each. And I think as we talked about Tariq before your draft, getting three wide receivers, I think is what I told you, Lamb, I think I used Lamb and Jefferson. That's the crazy part, Tariq. I said that. Ridley, Lamb, and Jefferson. Because Lamb and Jefferson, exactly like I predicted, Tariq. Because Lamb and Jefferson were the most cheap potential grabs of that seven group of seven wide receivers. They were the two guys you want to target. Because Lamb's, Lamb's not quite accepted as a top seven wide receiver yet so he's going to go cheaper than the Ridleys and the DKs uh, Jefferson is at the bottom of the the group of seven so he's going to be the cheapest most likely of the top seven so Lamb and Jefferson strategically are the two best auction wide receivers to go after in 2021 proven right now by your auction dollar values that you're presenting right now Tariq 31 and 36 I believe it was right that's that's a steal like those are highway robbery prices for cd lamb and justin jefferson in an auction draft of 200 dollars. 31 and 36 it's crazy it's crazy dk went for 52 ridley for 62 Tariq went for 50 digs 47 oh my god <laughs> what let's add this up and again three don't feel don't feel horrible about this happens to everybody but Diggs 47 plus 31 plus 36 for $114. You could have had, and this is, this is, it's not, it's not, don't think negatively of it. This is a learning. This is helping you learn for the next auction. Maybe you do another auction, but you get for $114, you get Lamb, Jefferson, and Diggs. Three of my top five or six wide receivers in 2021. And, and then on top of that, you have enough money. You could potentially, 114 um, means you could have had $86 left. Now, granted, you're supposed to leave like a dollar per player, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean you could have got Najee too. But you almost could have got Najee and those three wide receivers. So I guess uh, even overspending, um, you must have had your money all tied up by the time those three wide receivers went off the board. Am I correct? That you, you basically tied up your money into the two running backs and they couldn't even 
bid on the wide receivers and see how cheap they were. That's the tough part. The tough part is trying to fall, follow the baseline and understand where the value is going to be. But when people, this is why I said in the beginning, Tariq, when we talked about before your draft, I, Tariq, I, Tariq and I had a phone call before and I told him, hey, get people spending money. I didn't mean yourself, Tariq. <laughs> get people spending 80 bucks. You want as many people as possible dropping 70 and $80. And, and you know, once you get people spending, then no one has room to bid on Justin Jefferson for 45. That's why that's why Justin Jefferson went for 30 something. That's why Lamb went for 31 is because everybody probably like Tariq, if you would have called out Justin Jefferson as the second called out player, he would have went for 45, 50 bucks. If you would have called Lamb out as the very first player on the board, Lamb would have went for $45. But those guys probably went very, not late, but very middle of the, the, the beginning of the draft, like the beginning portion of the draft, they probably went at the middle or later part of the beginning portion when people are spending 30 and 40 and 50 bucks. And so nobody was wanting to spend money anymore. They're like, holy crap, I can't spend money anymore. Now, Javante Williams at 28 is actually not super cheap considering he's not the starter yet. Mixing at 33 is decent. Um, I bet you... Uh, let me let me call out somebody. I bet you... What, let's see. What did... Uh, what did Gibson go for? Sorry for boring... Every, you didn't bore anybody. This is good content. This is good. This is a good learning experience. Oh, he's a keeper. Okay, what did uh, what did Kyler Murray and Josh Allen go for? Or were they kept? And then I, I guess another question I'd have is where did like Cream Hunt go for? Because if Cream Cream like Cream Hunt, Mike Davis, Allen kept for fifteen. I'm curious. Hunt ten dollars, Davis nine. Oh my God! See Tariq, see what I'm saying? Hunt and Davis. $19 for those two guys. Murray, 25 Imagine this team. Imagine this team. Ready? Murray, Hunt, Davis, Sermon, and then Lamb, Jefferson, and, uh, and what was the other one? Diggs. <laughs> Championship. Walk to the bank. You've even got extra money that you recklessly didn't spend, but you still have the three three of the top five wide receivers, you still got Kyler Murray at top three, top four quarterback, and you got two really good underrated running backs in Hunt and Davis, and then you got like a Sermon or a Monty. Yeah. Damn. But it's it's hindsight's better than twenty twenty, Tariq. It's not your fault. You just gotta go into uh go into your next one. Not overspending, don't get caught chasing a player. You got to know what your you got to know what your limits are. You got to say to yourself, "I want Najee bad, but as soon as it crosses that sixty-eight dollar like mark, not next year, Tariq. Next draft, you got to do another draft. You can't leave it like this, Tariq. You got to do another draft. You got to get you got to you got to beat beat the system here. So we got to find you another league. I know you got the door league, so you're probably excited about that. That'll help redeem yourself a little bit. But uh, yeah. All right, guys. Green Room League, maybe. Go create Go create it. Green, lo- Green Room League. Um, who wants to be in charge of creating that? I will do it as well. Create a Green Room League. Somebody commission it. 
make it a one QB, no IDP or anything. One QB league, maybe make it like a $40 entry. Um, it already exists. Oh, is that the one I'm in? Okay, green room league. Tariq, are you in that one? I'm in, I'm in a league. Make it like a 40. <laughs> make it. Okay, well, I can't wait for the green room, green room league. <laughs> need more people? Tariq, we need more people. Anybody listening, DM me on Instagram. Uh, bro, I could fill the green room, green room league in a matter of seconds. So my fault for not knowing. Please send Tariq an invite before we send the invite out to everybody else. But whoever's in charge of this, send me a link on Instagram. I'm going to drop that in the Discord and I'll fill it in a matter of seconds. And then we can set the draft date. But let's put a little bit on it, like 40 spot or whatever. Or Tariq, I don't know. I think, Tariq, if you win or whatever, we can discuss what, what you do. Tariq probably donate it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, let's let's roll. Get it going. I'm ready. I'm ready to rumble. I can't wait. I want to do a league with you guys. Green Room Spotify Live Audio Pod League. Let's get it going. Appreciate it, everybody. Later. This is the Fantasy Football Show. With your host, Smitty. Take a look.